We are in Sefer Malachim Aleph, Perik Yud Dalid, Pasuk Aleph, Ba'eshahi Chala Avia Ben Yerava. And so after 22 years of, of Yeruvim having been plucked from total obscurity into the first king of the ten tribes of Israel by none less than the Kaddish Baruch Hu himself, and to characterize it, his reign has been disastrous, disastrous for himself, disastrous for B'nai Yisrael, something as we're going to see they've never recovered from, we've never recovered from. And now the time has come, as we're going to see, the Kaddish Baruch Hu has decided to end that Malchus of Yerubim. So we begin, At that time, the son of Yerubim fell ill. Aviha is his name. And Yerubim says to his wife, Kumina yeah, rise the hishtanis below your, disguise yourself, hishtanis below your duki at eshes yerovam, so that no one will know at the journey I'm about to send you that you are the wife of yerovam. The halachi Shiloh, go to Shiloh, and he nation achia hanavi, achia hanavi, that's achia hashiloni from Shiloh, who deber he was the original person who came to me, Lamelech al-Kol Yisrael, al Hazeh. In other words, he, Achia Hashiloni, was sent by the Kaddish Baruch Hu to tell me I was to be king of Israel. So, one, why would she have to disguise herself? Um, one interpretation by the Radak is that he is so aware, Yerubim, what a disappointment he has been to Achia, and so angry is Achia at him that he will never, Achia will not do what he's wishing. Basically, what he's asking his wife to do is get a bracha, an assurance that his son will be cured, and he's embarrassed to go to him because he thinks that Achia would reject him out of hand. But then the Malbin and, and Abarbanel said, that doesn't make sense. Do you think that Achia Hashiloni, a Navi, is going to be fooled or will not realize that this is Yerubam's wife in disguise? Why is he doing it? And the answer given is a very interesting one. The Malbin says, he has a following now, a cult following of false Nevi'im, uh, false Kohanim, people who are up to their neck in Avodah Zorah. And here he's going to get a family problem resolved from a Navi of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's going to weaken his standing. It's like the, you know, the atheist who's suddenly going to go to the Rebbe for a bracha. So he doesn't want that known, that he is seeking the guidance, really, of the Kodesh Baruch Hu and his Navi. So he sends his wife in disguise. 
Uh, take ten loaves of bread, or a kind of biscuits, a jar, a flask of honey, go to him, he will tell you what happened, what will happen with our son. Uh, interestingly, even the charade is carried forth because it's a very modest gift. You did give a gift to the Navi when you consulted him, and this is certainly not a very royal kind of gift. It's a very modest gift, and it's done intentionally to keep that uh, masquerade, as it were, that they're just plain people seeking guidance from the Navi. His wife does that. Interestingly, we never learn her name. She gets up to go to Shiloh. She comes to the house of Achia Hashiloni. And he's an old man now. He's blind. Uh, he blind from old age. So Hashem Omar El but Hashem is giving Achia advance warning of the true nature of his visitor. So, Kodesh Baruch Hu says to Achia, Yeruvam's wife is coming to see you. They have a sick son. Uh, she wants to get uh, your bracha as well as a hope of refuah to her son. And she is coming to you in disguise. Here's Yeruvam's wife approaching. She comes to the entrance of his home. And he says, You know, come in, uh, the wife of Yeruvam. In other words, she hasn't told him. Why are you in disguise? And now, he, without any more pleasantries, he says, And now I am sending some very hard words of prophecy with you. Go and say to Yeruvim, Go and say to Yeruvim, the fact that I raised you from the depths of the nation, that I made you a king in Israel. You weren't in the line of succession. You weren't even of royal blood. You did no hishtadlus. There was no merit for what you did. I took you and I brought you out of the anonymous depths and made you king of Israel. Uh, the Ekra Es Hamam Lacha. Can I ask a question there? Sure. That implies that there'd be a way to be king without Hashem's approval. It would I mean, be. The only way to be king would be if. Right. You know, with Hashem's approval, really, right? Right. So he's, what he, he's saying, I, I, of course he chose him. How, how else would he. He chose David also, he chose Shaul. Yes. He chose Shlomo. He chose everybody. Right, right. But 
remember, David Shlomo in the line of Malchus ben David, and yes, the other Nabim shows him, uh, shows them, uh, but he's he's making the point that he'd be nothing with, you know, that's exactly the point he's making. If it weren't that's true for everybody, though. If, yes, if it weren't for my intervention, he would still be whatever he was doing before. So the ekras hamam lochami beishdavid, and what I did was tear the the malchus from beish David, the etna loch, and I gave it to you. The loha yisaka abdi David. This has to be the understatement. The loha yisaka abdi David. You are not nothing like David. Asher shomar mitzvosai, asher halach acharei bechol lebavol asos rakhay yeshor meinai. Who did all my mitzvos and all my chukim? Who followed me with his heart, etc. Um, and with all his heart, did everything righteous in, in his eyes. Well, of course he's not like David. What are we saying here? We're saying that the measurement between them here is that the weakness of your Ravam is just gaiva, is a sort of flaunted arrogance. David was a model of humility. Yerubim craves the public attention and the spotlight, as it were. David hid from it. There was just tremendous, in that midos, those key midos, you were not like David. There's certainly no doubt that he was not like David in hundreds of other directions. And you did everything worsen from everything that was before you. You broke with every principle before you. You made other gods, other graven image, to anger me. And you interesting expression, you threw me behind with your back. It's like you, you ignored me, you rejected me. But interestingly enough, that statement of you threw me behind your back is the basis of very important halacha that they derive from that. Um, let me say it. It's from Brachos Dat Yud Amud Bey's Anyone who eats first in the morning and then davens, this is where we get it from. You have thrown me behind your back. Don't mean like your body, which means arrogance. In other words, what you have done is you take care of your own needs. Your own needs are like primary or essential to you first. First you'll eat what you want, and then you will dive into the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Amar HaKaddish Baruch Hu, Lachash HaNichrazeh Kibel Olav Malchus Shemayim. Right after this, he received the message of Malchus HaShemayim. In other words, from this seemingly obscure, interestingly phrased pasuk, comes a major halacha, that you do not eat before you daven. as simple as that. So, continues the Navi to Yeruvim's wife. Um, I am bringing terrible disaster to the house of Yeruvim. 
Vikarti liyarovam mashkin bekir. I will cut off liyarovam as one who urinates against the wall. Otzer ba'ozer b'Yisrael. Another interesting expression of vikarti acharei beis liyarovam kasheli va'er hagolol ad tumo. Got three great metaphors in there. He said, like one who urinates against the wall. Some say what he's referring to is, I will. Destroy his male descendants and progeny because the urinating against the wall connotes a male kind of thing. Also, it connotes animals. I will destroy the animals of his kingdom. So terrible will be the destruction. Atsurva azub, meaning if they are strong and powerful or if they are totally weak, no matter what they are, from rich to poor to prosperous to poverty stricken, I will destroy them all. I will consume them like one consumes ravenously anything that's put before him, his food, his sustenance, completely uh, devour them. That is what I am going to do to Yerubim. Hamesli Yerubim be'ir yochlu haklavim. Those who die, the descendants of Yerubim in the city, the dogs will eat. Those that die, hames besada yochlu of hashamayim. The birds of the sky will destroy. Ki Hashem diber. The um, point of that is no burial. They will not even be buried, the ultimate disgrace and humiliation. They will die where they are and be left where they are. And now, go to your house. And this is a terrible. As you cross the precincts of the city, that child will die. In other words, it doesn't matter if you take two days, five days, ten days, the moment you cross the door, the precincts of the city, your child will die. The Saftulo, however, after finishing telling us that all the followers of Yeruvim, all those fake bogus priests in the VM and, and, and sycophants, they will die without burial. However, this son of yours that will die, Pasuk Yudgimel, the Saftulo Kol Yisrael, he will be eulogized by all Israel. But Kavroso, excuse me, he will be buried. This is the only descendant of Yeruvim that will have a burial. Yan why nimsa bodover tov el Hashem elokei Yisrael bevesia Rabbim. He has done something that has pleased the Kaddish Baruch Hu in the house of Yerub. He is the only one. So the logical question is, what has he done? What is the special thing that he did? Says the Gemara in Moed Katan Chaf Aches. Uh, what did he do? In other words, they're trying to ascertain Chazal, what was so special, what uh, he did. That he was put in charge 
of those sentry posts that Yeruvim established. In other words, it wasn't enough that he established alternative holidays, alternative places of worship, alternative styles of worship. He had to keep them from going to Yerushalayim, and he put sentries that blocked them under physical you know, threats to prevent the people from going on Alias Harego. In other words, he, he, he abandoned his station, and in fact, the Medrash says he himself, Achia, uh, went to Yerushalayim. And Kadamar Shebitel Pardasos, others said that um, he, he just abandoned them completely, he abolished them. Others say there's another one that what he did was um, he did the way he went to Eretz Yisrael to Yerushalayim and observed it completely like he was supposed to. He rejected his father completely. And so this one thing that he did is going to give him the honor of burial and mourning and eulogies that no one in Yerovam's progeny or group got. And from this, the Rambam brings a very important halacha. From in Hilchos Tshuva, the Rambam says that one of the things about the mitzvot, the Targum mitzvot, is there is no value system. There is no priority. We don't know which one is gets this many points. This one gets that. There's no such thing. Uh, as an example, uh, we know that kibbutz of aim, a vaulted mitzvah, you get arichas yamin. The only other mitzvah in the Torah mitzvah you do get arichas yamin is shiluah hakam, setting the mother bird free, sending her off before you take the child bird. We don't see the connection in that, but they both get arichas yamin. In other words, we don't know. We don't know how important this mitzvah was of abolishing the sent the action of abolishing the centuries were or was, and that therefore. You, we can't judge. The mitzvah says, so a mitzvah kala should be as serious to you as a mitzvah hamura. What may seem small and trivial, we don't know its value system in Shemayim. And that, he cites the Rambam, he brings that down, exactly what Yeruvam's son uh, did here. Interestingly, you want a mystical interpretation. The Zohar tells you that from this, what they did was Avia, they took his son away, they, those who were anti-Yeruvim, there was a faction who was anti-Yeruvim, took his son, hid him for a number of years, then brought him out, and he became what we are going to learn later, the Moshiach ben Yosef, that there is another Moshiach that will precede the Moshiach ben David. He is from Yosef, which would be Ephraim, which was Yeruvam's family. And out of this deed, he comes, as we're going to learn much later, the Mashiach ben Yosef. So, um, Hashem lo melech Yisrael asher this is, I am going to destroy Yeruvim. I will cut him off uh, completely. And 
I will make Israel like a reed in the water being pushed back and forth. The people of the ten tribes will be wiped away. I will cast them beyond the river. We assume he means, the, the Navi here is speaking, the river of um, the uh, Babel that divides Babel. Yan Asher Asu Es Ashrehem Machisim Es Hashem because you have made the Ashteros that have been a great source of anger. Mephorshim points out that there is a bracha in here, even when there is the curse of eventual exile. I will make you like a reed. One of the outstanding attributes of a reed is it doesn't break. The wind can blow it right, left, north, south. It bends, but it will never break. It is always resilient. And in that is the seeds of the bracha that no matter what, B'nai Yisrael will survive and emerge again triumphantly. Tess Zion, Vayitein es Yisrael beglal chata'os Yeruvam asher chata'a v'asher hirti es Yisrael. And... Yisrael will suffer because of all of these sins of Yeruvah and what he had Israel. To remember, the worst thing that they say about Yeruvah is that he was Mahdi as Harabim. He led the others into sin, and for this he will never get Ganadin. He's one of the four kings that will never get the Olam Haba. His wife gets up. She goes to Tirzah. Obviously, Yeruvah has transferred his headquarters. It's right near Shem, but it is not Shem anymore. She comes to the doorstep, and of course, the child has died. By Yikru also, they bury him by Yisbedulo, call Yisrael, they eulogize him, Kidvar Hashem, as Hashem had said, Hashem Diber Biyad Abdo, Achiyahu Hamnavi, as told Achiyahu. Prophecy is filled virtually verbatim. But Yesed Divrei Yavaru, Hashem Nilcham, Hashem Olach, Hinei Kesubim, Al Sefer Divrei Hayamim, Lamacha Yisrael. Very interesting. And the rest of the history, if you're looking for history, says the Navi, go to uh, In other words, Melachim is written by Yirmiyahu. Yirmiyahu is saying that this is Nebuah. This is all about Nebuah. You want history, and this sentence appears several times. Go to Divrei Hayamim. That is history. And of course, much of Divrei Hayamim does not survive today, but there is mention of this incident. Twenty-two years he rules. By Yishkav Imavoso, he rests with his father's notice. The verb by Yishkav, it's not that he's buried, because as we're going to see, it is not a real burial, and he is going to be reinterred. By Yimlach, Nadav Beno and now Nadav, his son, succeeds him. And now we can turn our attention to his counterpart in Yerushalayim, who is just as flawed, Rechabam, Ben Shlomo, and see what the Kodesh Baruch Hu has in store for him and his Malchus, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow, Adkan.